We finally here. It's the Veal Radio Show. Yo, 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 what's going on? It's the Bill Radio Show. Uh-huh. Say something, shirt dog. Uh, hello, everybody on the radio waves. It's <laughs> my main man, shirt dog. It's the Bill Radio Show coming in full effect at you, you know what I'm saying? You know the me. deal where we chilling like villains. Shout out to Pure Radio 103.7 FM, 1320 AM. Straight mm-hmm. up, you know what I'm saying? Let's get into it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Last week, uh, Jacksonville, did y'all miss me? Your boy's back. I'm back in here. Yes. Uh huh. Corny man. That's a, corny. A, no, no, a, hey, don't I be a hater, bro. Don't be a hater. I missed him. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna miss him. Uh, your boy, you know what I'm saying? Your boy had the heebie-jeebies, but it can't keep me down. You know what I'm saying? I'm like Tupac, baby. Five shots can stop me. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Hot dog. Let's do this. Bong bong bong. <laughs> Yo, check it out. Ville Radio Show. We rocking live. Pure Radio. Um, 103.7 FM, 13:20 AM. We're gonna keep saying that a whole bunch of times, and maybe they'll just cut us a check. I don't know. We're gonna keep saying it. But anyway, you rocking with us? Listen, man. Let's get it started, man. We had a crazy weekend this weekend, wouldn't y'all say? Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I mean, it was crazy for me. I don't even know what it was like for you guys. It was really crazy because I'm black and I don't go camping like that. We went camping this week, all right? But like, what's more important is where we went camping. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know if y'all know, there's a spot under the Matthews Bridge. It's an uh, island that they drudged up when they made it deep so the big boats could come through. And it's wild. No one has inhabited it. It's like, it just is what it is. People drive past it every day and don't even notice it. It's the, it's the island that runs under, the, it runs under the bridge and it's right, it's closer to the Arlington side. That joint is called the Ville Island now. We, we ran the through Ville that island. joint. It used to be called it, Exchange Island. Exchange now it's the Ville Island. Word up. Rattlesnake yeah. Island. All uh, three-legged bunny, three-legged rabbit island. Yeah, all of those. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so, so we we took what like 30 guys over there from the Ville Church. You know what I'm saying? We took we took two boats. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Daytime, nighttime. I felt like you know what I'm saying like like Seal Team Six out that joint, whatever going. Kind of look like Seal Team. I six. did, I did. I came masked up, camoed up, ready to get it. I had two guns on me, little 40 cal, little 22. I know there's no animals out there, but I just figured you just needed guns just to have them. Yeah, I mean, I had a, I had a knife. It was a butter knife. Nice. But it was a knife. Yeah, but yeah. you gotta have that for real, cause you never know somebody will come out with some toast and whatever. You got to lay lay that butt on that joint. I know. Hey, Phil, what did you say about black people and white people going out in the woods? It's just something that we just don't really do like that. You know what I mean? Black folks don't be uh, uh, sleeping in dirt and um, just hunting and building campfires. Like we just—that's just not something we just gonna do because, you know, I mean, it's been too many movies made. Well, y'all already know. You know, we be the first ones to die. So before we can even put ourselves in that predicament. Yeah. We're we not even yeah. doing it. You know I, I had to jump in and say something. Because, like, when we were out there or whatever, like, we'd be chilling around the campfire. I'm going to stay next to the campfire. It's close to a pack of people in case somebody start busting off shots. Some of my brothers can take some of the shots first or whatever. That may not be right, but it's just my logic. But while I'm chilling <laughs> by the campfire, right, I'm looking deep into the woods. And, it's, and, and some of my white brothers is always, like, deep out in the woods. I just happen to see a flashlight, and I'm like, Bro, why are you out there alone? Like, why do you want to live in the Blair Witch Project so bad? Like, why do you want to be the subject of a horror movie and they just be like walking around in the woods in the middle of the night? Like, yo, I w- we we was out there right, and um, we was coming up, going to try to go to go find some wood, like to just to keep the fire 
going. So it we was freezing. Yes, it was. It was freezing. So when we was out there, we walking around. So I say, um, well, I mean, what? Like I, I know I keep hearing something, or like it ain't nothing on this on this island doing. Oh, somebody says, oh, well, yeah, of course, there's raccoons. We saw raccoons' hands, like their handprints are very big. It's probably gonna see a lot of those just trailing around. I was like. Trailing around, I don't want to see no raccoons, bro. Hold on, hold on. What about the other white dude who was on the island by himself? <laughs> who comes to an island solo by himself, unless you're a serial killer? He was on no, the dolo. I, I scouted the island before we all went. Remember, like yeah. one night I was hanging out with my friends uh, two months ago. And it was like 1 a.m. in the morning, and one of my friends was like, "Hey, I heard this is island. Let's go out to it." So we got in the boat. We had a shovel and a, and a rake for paddles to paddle across to this island. We get out there. It's 1 a.m. I'm in only gym shorts and a headlamp, right? And I get out there. And our boy Cam, who's a lawyer, is out there in, in slacks and a button-up shirt. Yeah. Like, yeah, y'all are crazy. But anyway, so we get out there, and there's people on the island up at 1 a.m. And when we get on the island, so we go up on the basically the beach kind of side of the island, and they look at us kind of like, y'all seen the movie Deliverance? I haven't, but I've heard about it. Yeah. They basically look at us being like, well, y'all want to take a seat by the fire? No. Mm-mm. No. Like, now we're going to explore the woods. We're going to go in the trails. Yeah. And we went in there, and then we got off the island pretty fast. Yeah. I tried to make friends with them. It didn't go well. It's a good idea. Yeah. It's a good idea. So we bounced. But, Jay, why did we actually do this? Besides just the fun and adventure of it. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's good you asked that question, Shirt Dog. You know, we, we wanted to get together. We wanted to, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know how it is. We got to be men or whatever and get out in the wild. So we figured we'd get the, the brothers from the church together or whatever and, um, you know, get around the campfire and talk about manhood. Like, what does it mean to be a man? So we had some amazing discussions. And, um, yeah, you know, and that's that. And so... We also, we're going to be kicking off a, 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 a men's um, study this Saturday at yeah. 8 a.m. also. that kind of So we kind of started it with the with the camping trip retreat, and then we're going to start that off this Saturday, 8 a.m., 956 North Liberty Street at the Ville Church. We'll be doing that, too. So we want to really just get in the discussion with the fellas, have some real man talk or whatever and stuff, and, and get it in. You I know mean, what I mean? Some of the hard questions in our society today, I think, is when does a boy become a man? Exactly. What is manhood? What what separates men from women? And like what's up with men in our in basically Jacksonville right now? Yeah. Where are the men at? Yeah. And I mean this is a question that we all have. Uh, you know, in society's past, tribes, everything. There was like a moment where a boy became a man, they were pronounced a man, and then they went full on into manhood. Straight and up. Now we have forty, fifty year old boys out there. Yeah. have never actually come into their own as a man straight up and now and then you have inside of you, you you have inside of the urban context or the minority context you have this huge exit of fathers in the home the bible talks about a city with no walls that's what a lot of the homes are in 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 these broken communities it's like having a city with no walls where the enemy can just move in and out and so and a lot of that starts with with the father absent fathers or whatever so this question is extremely relevant to our city right now. And I want to go in on it and really want to lean into it, but we're going to hold back or whatever. But, like, if you really want to really get into it with us, um, I think it could be this study could be really helpful. How many weeks are we going to be doing it? Ten weeks meeting here at the Ville Church, and we're going to be going basically chapter by chapter of this book called Stepping Up, A Courageous Call on the Manhood. 
And if you've ever had questions or if you've ever wanted to talk with other guys about what it is to be a man, this is not something we talk about because for some people it's embarrassing. For other people, they just don't know. And so if you have any questions or if you're looking into, like, how do you raise your son into a man or how you actually become a man yourself, this is a place to be 8 a.m. on Saturdays for the next 10 weeks at the Ville Church. Bing mm. bong. That's well, what it is. let's talk about something else real quick. Yo. Straight Dude, up. You That's got a seven up. You got another soda? No, you I just popped right, a soda on live. That's how you doing. We popping popping cans. Popping seven up. Straight up. Hey, let's talk about Sunday night. So Saturday night we slept yeah. on an island under a bridge. Straight up. But then Sunday night. Sat, hold on, hold on. And then Sunday morning, though, coming straight off the island. We came off the boat. All the men headed straight to church. And you preached a gangster sermon. We ain't going to get into it right now because I want to do a whole segment about that shirt, dog. But you preached a gangster sermon gangster. coming off of like an hour or so of sleep or whatever. So I got to give you a thug life salute. And you can that see it on your, and you can see it on your face. Straight you up. Was up you was up there like, <laughs> I ain't got time to play no games. Yeah. I'm sleeping. I'm finna give y'all this truth, give y'all this word, yeah. and you're going to eat it. You did your thizzle. And you did real. your thing. You know, it's kind of funny, though. Our church smelled a little different. It did. Sunday morning. It smelled like straight Ooh. campfire and barbecue and, and Roger Wood sausages. Hold, hold on. Roger, smoke outside with dog. <laughs> um, uh, glued. Oh, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> just all type of smells was just going on. Just going hey, on. There was some manly pheromones going on. Going down, too. whatever. But we came in there like men, though. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's all. We that's all it was. You know what I'm saying? For real. All right. So check it. Sunday night, though. That boy Philly Yillies was over at the Potter's house. Who was over? My man Ty Tribbett was over there. Ty Tribbett was there. James, James Fortune. Fortune. Mm, it was straight real. up. It was crazy, man. That was a, a dope concert. If y'all missed it, I don't even know what to tell you. Pure Radio was actually giving away free tickets. You should have knew all about it, but I'm sure you did. If you missed it, mm, I don't know what to tell you. I heard the turnout was crazy, but the word on the street was that you killed it, Phil. What'd you spit on? You know, you know, man. I I try to do what I do, man. You know what I mean? No, I'm sorry. Humble moment. Glory be to the God of the Most High, man. Like, man, stop with all that fake flattery, the <laughs> fake false humility this isn't an stuff. Whatever. Speech, Phil. <laughs> Yo, son, I did that, son. It was crazy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They, they received your boy well. Went over there, did the holy night joint. That's my jam. How many people were out there? <sighs> we probably had it. You probably had at least three thousand in that moment, man. Did About twenty five hundred to three thousand. Did you do the Phil Collins part of that holy night song? I did a little bit of it, and they was just like, ooh. Who is this boy? But I was like, man, you know. Did you say Phil Collins? Or nah, are they talking about you? No, nah, they were talking about me. Oh, Phil, okay. Phil, big Phil. Phil, did Phil they talk Jones. about Jesus at all after your performance? That's what I'm I mean. Really I don't. I don't about. really know because like me and Jesus was in like this mode together to where he was just like, you want them to talk about you or would you rather me talk about me? And I was like, I don't really know, Lord, because I don't really get shine like this. This isn't going to go well for your career right now. We're <laughs> nah, going to back nah. off this conversation <laughs> and work through some Change theology. Topic. Nah, on the real, it was it was mad dope, and God was really lifted up. It was He was glorified. Like I I love seeing people's lives changed by by truth music and um you know music that inspires people, and it was dope. Like Ty killed that joint. It was my man Javon and Jimmy um birthday party. They smashed as usual, and we just had us some fun, man. And after that. Eight mil um, grits and eggs at the Waffle House. That's what I'm talking about. That's a good way to end the night. Hey, listen, can we end this segment really quick? Just this piece right here. You know what I'm saying? We're going to come back. When we come back from, from this song, I want to drop one of my songs. But when we come back, yo, 
all you entrepreneurs out there, you know what I'm saying? Mm. We got a major, 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 major cat in the building right now. Major. It's one of my main people, my man Wilbur Thomas. If you're familiar with Space Cherry Films, then you Ooh. know what it is. You're talking about somebody with over 75 million views on YouTube and all social networks. He's shot probably more videos in the past six, seven years than any videographer you can think of, period, and has rule Christian hip hop from the video forefront and really just leading the culture, whatever. So we're going to be interviewing Juice today, whatever, but I want to hit my song. And since Ty Trivet just killed the other day, mm. my song is Ty Trivet with my man, what's his name, KJ Scriven? There it is. You know what I'm saying? Tell me what can I do? Let's give it to him. Drop that joint. That's my joint. I was rocking to that this morning in the car, man. 103.7 FM, 1320 FAM, Pure Radio. It's the Ville Radio. Yeah. Simple, it says, Tell me what can I do? Cause I can't live without you. I can't live without you. Oh, tell me what can I do? Cause I can't live without you. I can't live without you. Oh, tell me what can I do? I can't live without you, can't live without you, oh, tell me, what can I do, cause I can't live without you, no, I can't live without you, so here's my heart, here's my mind, I give you my soul, Lord, I need you to take control. Cause I tried it on, tried it on my own, but what I found is I can't make it on my own, on my own. I can't make it, I can't make it on my own, on my own. I can't make it.
Now, are y'all feeling that? Yeah, me and Ty, we're pretty tight. I know, I know, I know okay. how you roll. I know how you roll. So He's listen, texting me and I'm like, bro, get off my phone. Tell him to answer my call. I'll be calling. You don't be answering or whatever. Okay, I will. You know, he he used to keep it real when he had the dress, whatever. Back in the day, he switched up on us now. You got a clean cut and all that. Anyway, yo, we back in full effect. Check this out. Like I told you before, my man Juice 2020, Wilbert Thomas. You understand what I'm saying? Director is in the building today. Juice, tell him what time it is. What's going on? Man, Welcome to the show. Going? I'm glad to be in Florida. Came down from Atlanta, you know, did a video shoot a couple of days ago. Man, it's just great, man, to be back in my old stomping ground. Yo, can I can I ask you why they call you Juice 2020? Man, I like Kool-Aid, man, when I was a kid. Yeah, that's how I kind of got the name. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's how I got Juice. And then actually, that's back when I was a producer. I used to be a producer. A lot of people don't know uh, when I was making beats. Um, that's how I kind of got into the entertainment business was doing production. And, you know what I mean, Juice was an acronym, which... Back, everybody had an acronym for their name, so yeah. that's kind of where mine kind of came from. True indeed, true indeed. So, man, Tony, I done watched you from the start. Like, I saw you when you first started shooting videos. I was on the set for your first video shoot, and so it's been crazy to see you kind of go through just the motions and, like, the transitions you've made. But if I could just brag on you real quick, I just want to let the people know some of the stuff you've actually done, right? So, you've shot with Travis Green or whatever. You did his intentional video. What label is he on? He's on Sony? Um, RCA Inspiration, which is a subsidy of Sony. True indeed. All right. You shot Flame. You done shot ESPN First Take. Um, the golfer Bubba Watson. Yeah. Crazy. You shot the Cops video, Social Club, inside of the Straight and Narrow Boutique. Just a little shout out for myself. All right. Um, nominated for a 2016 Stellar Award. Mm-hmm. You shot Sean Locke. Yeah. Cannon. Who's K? What, what labels is he? Uh, Cannon's with um, RMG, and you just shot for Derek Minor too. Yeah, he signed to um, E1. And you just signed the, And you just shot D1. Uh huh. You just shot for Sony Capital Records. You done went shot in Haiti, New York, Miami, L.A., yeah. St. Louis. I seen you in the video in, in, at the Grand Canyon. Yeah, yeah. yeah you just yeah. shot with Thizzle. Yep. And Ernest Pugh. Yep. Bro, hey, so hey, you, you want to know why? Why I know I'm white? Because I'm like, Bubba Watson? Hey, yeah. hey. <laughs> the golfer? All right. I know. He's you're like, official. You oh, are you official, official, young man. You you're official. official. Okay, you made it. <laughs> you, you have arrived, son. Man, you know what? Bubba Watson is really like, he's like, he's white, but now he's he's one of the most coolest white boys. And he knows Christian hip-hop. Like, this is one of his favorite dudes. Like, that was kind of need to hear that but um right you 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 went up through that whole list and you forgot the most immaculate artist he's ever worked with big phil well i didn't want to shame everybody i didn't want to shame everybody you know what i'm saying because you you know you hovering over the list so heavy you well, know. i wasn't gonna i wasn't gonna say my name actually I he's a liar <laughs> he's a liar he's, he's smiling y'all can see him he's smiling real big when he asked that question <laughs> and you shot the glorious big phil <laughs> the one the, the one and only, only. But shout out, but sh- not the most recent one though. Shout out to Scott Lowry. He did a great job on Big Phil's latest video. Scott, I no love things. that video. Actually, that got me trying to hire Scott. You know, he's kind of expensive though, so I'm trying to talk him down. Hey, he said he learned that stuff from, you know what I'm saying, one of the, the goats. He's talking about you, man. You know what I'm saying? Straight up, straight up. Yo, so look, I got to, I got to say this. I got to say this, Juice. You know what I mean? Like, man, just. I done got to sit in the back scenes and watch a lot of stuff you do, right? And to me, you have this very peculiar thing you do where you where you balance your self-worth 
and you balance selflessness really, really well. Mm. Like I've seen you dealing with record labels and be like, you better cut a check for ten, twelve thousand dollars, or I ain't doing it. Period. And then I've seen you get, deal with artists who come with their hard-earned money and say, yo, I got $2,000, and I've watched you do this not a couple times but many times and go, you know what? God is telling me to let you to do this for free and to take your time, your resources, and your energy and come shoot for people. Like, you, you've done that a whole lot, but I've seen you on both sides of that where you don't play about your business at all. You don't play about your value as 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 an artist and as a director and as a videographer, but then at the same time you have this thing where I see that God really leads you and stuff. I've seen you repent in the in, in, when you've needed to repent and stuff and do things whatever. Like, what does that balance come from in that? Like, I think for for me, you know, what I mean, I want to be a good steward over the talent that God given me. I feel like God's given me some talents. Yeah, most and I definitely. don't want to take him buried in the dirt. Yeah, I want to go out and reinvest it in the people who are in this industry and help to grow the brands of artists as well as grow myself. Um, the other thing that really comes to my mind when I do it is just keeping a kingdom-minded perspective on this industry. I think most when we stand all stand before God, I know we we're talking about this earlier, and I totally agree. It's something I say a lot. When we stand before God, the only thing, the only currency that God cares about is souls. That's mm. the only money that matters to God. Mm. And not everybody who comes to me is about that business. Yeah. You know what I mean? People on big platforms, some of them are, some of them aren't. Some of the people who are, you know what I mean, who don't got any money or low budget, some of them are, some of them not. That's why it's important for me to be guided by God. Each situation is a different one. I can't sit there and tell you, I won't work with T.I. or the Migos right off rip. God may say, do it. And yeah. then God tells me to do it, and I expect to see his glory and some fruit to come from it. Yeah. So I take it by a case-by-case scenario. But the way I maintain the balance is I definitely consult God and go into prayer. Yeah. Because multiple times, um, several times, I may have to have to do two different kinds of videos. Yeah. This person has more of the money, but God's telling me to do it with this person who has nothing. Yeah. And each and every time I've done it, um, I remember I worked with this artist on T1 in Jacksonville. Yeah. I didn't really want to work with him because they didn't have the budget. You know what I mean? It was kind of difficult working with some of the elements of the video. It was a very challenging video. But God said, do it. I went and did it, and then that's how I got on BET 106 in part yeah. for the very first time. Yeah. That set my career off. Yeah. So that kind of set the tone. I need to listen to God because he knows what's gonna look, what things are going to look like two or three years from now. When I started off in Beats production, back then I was able to make two to $3,000. Now, you know, I might make a lot more than that doing videos, but I did not know that everything is in was going to shift towards vision. Yeah. So though, that's the reason why I find it very important. But the main thing is, like, God's currency is souls. When he takes our life, we put it on the altar, and it starts to get consumed by fire, only thing that's going to remain is how many people's lives did you affect for him? Yeah, most definitely. What you do for God's glory, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. You know, I want to ask you this, too. Like, how'd you even get started? Like, how'd you, you talking about shooting the first video with T1 and everything else. Like, how'd you get started? Like, what was that? Well, when I got started, I... F- my started doing video came out actually frustration as a being producer. I used to make these beats, spend all this time going effort into making these pro- doing production, just to hear the rapper do a song I absolutely hate. Yeah, I absolutely hate it. And then I see them shoot a video to it, and I absolutely hate the video. Cause I've always felt like having a good record and having good visuals was a way to promote myself as a producer. Yeah. So I kind of started doing video, one to start so I can help my own brand as a producer, but then also to do something creative and have control. So after doing 
production and started doing the videos. I started finding myself, man, I have way more fun doing this video than I am doing production. Yeah. So then I just made a decision at the height when I started getting hit up by Reach Records. People don't even know I got nominated for a Grammy. You know what I mean? Back in the day as a producer. So when I'm getting all these outlets starting to make headway, then that's when I felt God was telling me, drop production yeah. <laughs> and going to do video. Yeah. Real deal, I was there for this transition or whatever. I'm asking these questions, but I got to sit in on the back end. And so I just got to tell the people that's listening how crazy it was because, you know, you're talking about getting nominated for a Grammy. You got people like Def Jam and people hitting you up for beats. Yep. And right when that's happening, Juice comes to me one day was like, I don't want to make beats no more. I'm going to shoot music videos. Uh, and, 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 and I had never seen you with a camera in your hands in your life. Not one time. And so I was just like, yo, I'm like, yo, are you sure you're hearing from God right now? Because, like, it seemed like the river's flowing over here with these beats right now, whatever, and you was really killing it, for real. And I, I knew what you had. And um, But I think it was amazing that you were able to hear God really direct you and that you didn't hold on to what was what was, and you actually stepped into it because – I remember just when you shot that first Tiwan video, we go around the set, and I've never seen you on a video set, never seen you with a camera, but then when I saw what you did with the video, I was like, oh, okay. But I, but you've always been crazy with technology like that, the way you've been able to sponge up stuff and learn super quick. Yeah, I think what it is, man, why it's so important to be obedient and listen to God, because, you know what I mean, t no compromise records never saw anything either, but they gave me a chance. Yeah. That's why it's so important to be obedient and be where God tells you to be. Most definitely. Because, you know what I mean, when the opportunity came up, like I said, it was a difficult video, dude, because I never did videos before. I never had to deal with the elements of working for artists. always been kind of a guy, a producer. It was more about the song creation, not visuals. And I learned so much from that experience. And then just to see how they had confidence in me enough, because they did the same thing. So then after we did the video, God started moving. It just seemed it been nonstop since then. That was like what seven, eight years ago. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, yo, let me, let me ask you this question real quick. So I'm probably the person that knows the least about Christian hip hop in the room. Hashtag CHH. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you on? Okay. I had to look that up the other day. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, good job. Thank you. My Thank question you, for you is this, Juice. So you said that you had like this balance, right, between going from like secular music to Christian hip hop and what you're going to choose to do or whatever. My question is, how do you remain in Christian hip-hop and not lose, like, your soul, in a way, to pursuing money or pursuing fame for bigger artists or whatever? Because, like, when I was in college, I was helping some people out, and we they wanted to get, like, Chris Tomlin on campus at UCF or whatever. Right, right. So we hit his people up, and he said, yeah, I'll be out there. It's $30,000 per concert. And we're like, uh, we're college students. Obviously, we can't give you $30,000. And they didn't budge. They didn't budge at all. And it was like, it just seemed like a weird thing that they sold out to a number rather than like, I mean, because we could have filled a whole arena with people. But like for you, I'm just interested because I see a lot of people that sometimes, and that's not a, I hope no one thinks I'm ripping on Chris Tomlin. Maybe I am. I, I thought know. you were. but Maybe I was. You I'll did. I'm still, kind of, I'm still kind of upset about that. I accept we forgive you. I haven't listened to his music since. Anyway, um, basically, like for you, you know, you're hitting up these Christian artists and balancing it, but you say you keep listening to God and trying to be faithful to what he's calling you to do. How do you do that in the midst of all this other stuff when you have pressures pushing you a different way? Well, because money is not my answer or source 
to my success. It's not my yeah. answer or my source to living a good life. Jesus is. So as long as I maintain the balance of Christ always being the source of everything, mm-hmm. I will never be tempted by money, sex. I will never be tempted by opportunities. Mm-hmm. What happened is we start placing money, our lifestyle, our personal desires, our expectations, how we look before people ahead of God. Mm-hmm. And every time I read in the Bible, anybody that's followed Christ had to become low. Yeah. What happened is you got a lot of people in this industry who are high and mighty, mm-hmm. who are arrogant, who think their gifts are greater than God. Yeah. When they have that mentality, they say, well, because of my gifts and my anointing, because of me, 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 sound like Satan. Yeah. You need to pay me because I am worth this. And I have came to the conclusion without Christ, I am nothing. Without Christ, I can't do anything. It's God that gave you my help. It's the reason I'm able to function. He's the one that gives me my ideas. So as long as I maintain that he is the source yeah. and money never becomes that, other things that become that, I'll always stay. But what happens is as we start to drift, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We start to lose sight of that. Mm-hmm. We get all caught up in the sauce. And the way you have to do that, you have to have a group of people around you. There's some practical things. You got to have people around you who you trust, who see through all the, you know what I mean, the lights, all the flashiness, and yeah. they keep you grounded. And and stay involved in local community, local church. I've seen so many artists and professionals get caught up. They start doing the road tour, and they start going on the road. And you know what happens? Right. They stop attending church. They start serving in church. And then before you know it, they have a slow fade away um, from Jesus, and yeah. I, it happens so often that I've seen, you know what I mean? I said, well, I never want to become that. I'm not going to get sucked up in that environment. Mm-hmm. I'm going to maintain my home base. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. With God in my whole local church. So are these, like, your guys from back in the day, or have you got new guys around you, surrounding you, where you're at? You know, I got a mixture of both. Um, the people from back in the day, they're the ones that know me, know me. And then I got people around me who are men and women on fire for God now who understand the industry yeah. and business in the life that I live now. You know what I'm saying? So I have a combination of both. I still weigh and balance both sides. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, I'm looking. I got to make sure I hear from God first for myself. Mm -hmm. And then I look for confirmation from my brethren. Yeah, Yeah. that's cool. That's real talk, too. I know you're not talking from the cheap seats because I've been been on the other end of those, a lot of those calls. Um, I don't know if you used this word when you said this, but I think one of the big things that I've seen you really walk through is um, asking people for counseling, counsel and then repenting where you needed to repent. Mm-hmm. And there's times when you've been like, hey, I might be a little bit high and mighty on this. <laughs> Jay, can you help sober me out and point me back yeah. or whatever? So I always respect that you walk this thing with this understanding of maybe I maybe I am drifting a little bit and let me let me depend on my counsel and my brothers to kind of keep me on track because you have ascended some really amazing heights in your career and I know the amount of steam and respect you have you know what I mean but yo we're gonna come back in a minute you know what I'm saying yeah I yeah. think we got another song Philly we do, what we you do, got we do we got another song I'm gonna go to this song um just came out shout out to the boiler cray I'm gonna go ahead on play because I like it a lot of people was hating on it but I actually I like that it, joint you know what I'm saying that joint kind of dope you got the boy Ty dollar sign on it whoop, whoop. it's called blessings we're gonna go to that pure radio we coming back with some more questions for my man Juice Twenty Twenty. I gotta ask him. Que- I gotta ask him something that I've been wanting to ask him for like forever. But uh, you'll find out when we get back. So let's go to the boy Lecrae. You're not rocking with the Ville Radio Show. Chilling like villains. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
ever took a loss, I learned a lesson. I won't ever think I'm better than the next man. I've been down before to come up, I ain't stressing. Baby, I'm too busy counting all these blessings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Canada, Canada, Canada. Line em up, line em up, line em up. Spread the sun shining on me, get my heart up, no matter that trouble surrounding us. They don't see that it's a lot of us. Everybody move anonymous. Won't take that credit, I know what we get it. Them blessings be coming from God above. Blessings. I was doing all kind of bad, what a quiet. Tell them I need a verse. Hit the pew and tell God he is first. Hit the studio, the body is first. I remember pushing mama a little way high and there was no gas money. I just bought a car, cash money. Welcome back to the Ville Radio Show, where we're chilling like villains. We are on Pure Radio 103.7 FM, 1320 AM. Find us every Saturday night, 6 to 7 o'clock, Pure uh-huh. Radio. Uh-huh. All right, we're going to take a actually a short commercial break from our sponsor real quick, which right now we have one. Yeah. And it's the Ville Church. It's the Ville, it's the Ville Church. It's ourselves. Yeah. 
But, hey, let me ask you this, Jay. Why do you love the Ville Church? 30 seconds. Go. Boom. I can tell you that real easy. I love the church because, number one, it's a very diverse crowd, so I love the different flavors of people. You know what I'm saying? I love the fact that we have some really real conversations about race, real life stuff. I love that a lot that God is directing us missionally into the urban context to, to, to love people. I love that people really care about the gospel and the theology of gospel that you know, that the, that even the audience is serious about, like, you can't just come up preaching anything, and I love, like, as a pastor to be held accountable to that. Like, people mm-hmm. are coming. 30 seconds. Oh, that was sorry. your 30-second yeah. break. Yeah. Big it. Phil, 30 seconds. Why do you love the Ville Church? Well, I'm not going to take 30 seconds because we on the radio, but um, I love the Ville so Church humble. because I love the Ville Church um, because I just love the people. I love the, the diversity. I love the the way we challenge each other to the walk. worship is amazing you know what i mean the worship is immaculate you know what i mean this guy who leads worship over here i don't know who this guy is but he just does a great job but anyway but um just the simple fact of how we do community and how we come from different uh, cultures different backgrounds and we come from all over the city and we meet and we really get a chance to find out about each other experiences and backgrounds and 30 seconds is up shirt dog you got 30 that. seconds real oh, quick. 30 seconds i mean Ville church is all right just playing i love the Ville church man and the reason i love the Ville church is because it's, it's different than any other place i've been to i've been to a lot of churches i was a church hopper for a long time i shopped at a lot of different churches church hopper. so but i think the reason i actually stuck with the Ville is because it's real it's real we don't pretend we don't try and function as like a churchy, like higher than thou kind of ideal. We just actually get into people's stuff, and the people who are coming to our church are people who need the gospel. It's not out of, you know, <coughs> I need to go to church or I need to do this. It's like people desperate and hungry for what the truth of reality is. And so. I need that myself, and they keep me yeah. grounded, humble, same thing. Yeah, that goes from the leadership, you know, it throughout the whole room. I think everybody in the room walks around like they need Jesus because they're not perfect and they're broken, and we need Jesus. And, and no one at our church is out of place. Straight up and down. I yeah. think that's gangster stuff. Yeah. Most definitely. All right, so shout out to our sponsor, The Ville Church. Listen, check this out. We back in the building. We got my man, Juice 2020, yeah, Wilbur yeah. Thomas. Super director in the building. Space Cherry. 75 million views on social media just from his music videos. It's probably more than that. I know you can't even, if you could tally that up, then I know you ain't even seeing all the stuff in all the places that this music has gone. But like Juice's work has went all over the world. His name is Wilbur Thomas, but you know, that's my man from back in the day, so Mm -hmm. I call him Juice. Um, Yo. So let's set off. Let's let's we we, we get into the towards the end of the show. What you, what you I got, got some, Phil? I got a question, man. Hit um, G. Like, you know, we we, <laughs> we try to be politically correct, but not on this show. We you rocking with the Ville Radio Show on Pure Radio, chilling like Village. Fam. So I just want to really just come out here and just ask Juice. I always ask. He's been my man for a minute, but I always want to ask him. Yo, has there been anybody that you've worked with that has acted like a pure clown? That we would not even expect, like if like f- if whether they cussed you out, whether they just talked about your mama, whether they whether they did something crazy, whether they tried to swing on you, like you're saying like a Christian artist. Yeah, yeah, like a Christian artist. Give me like a, like yeah, has, has, wild has out like you have have you had anybody wild out that we would be like, oh my God, not this person if we knew. 
Don't yeah. say the name. I definitely not gonna mention the name, but I remember um I was shooting this video um at a church in front. Of, we got a church to uh, give us the okay to shoot in front of the church. So the artist gets the set kind of a little late, but it wasn't no big deal. So he gets in the car. Him and his mom are in the car talking. You know what I mean? So we're setting up the shot with these different cars. So then the artist gets out the car cussing at his mom. The mom's cussing at him. He throws up his fighting set. She throws up her set. <laughs> he swings. No, there's no luck. He swings at her. At his mom's. At his mom. on, on his mom's? Yeah, this some straight hood stuff. Oh, my this, God. I don't even want to call this hood because people in the hood don't even do this. This is some crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, I was They must be hanging mom. around a lot of Caucasians. All right? Yeah, I said it. Yeah, Sir, I said it. you be hitting it. your mom? Uh, no, nah, I've actually never done that. Okay. Okay. Right. You know right. you're racist. Just go ahead. I am racist. <laughs> I hate you, mom. <laughs> I, I've definitely said that. <laughs> so, but he misses and she clocks him. Bah! Mom like Dukes catches him. Catches him. Oh, this seems like something that's routine. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? <laughs> She's been there before. She caught him, and then the pastor is coming out like, "What's going on? Why are these people fighting on the pro- on the property of a church?" So I'm trying to tell the pastor, you know. That, I just made it. I just started lying. God forgive me. I started lying. I didn't know what to say. Yeah. I never had to deal with this before. So I told him what well, he just found out something bad. I don't know what it is. But he found out something. His mom, he going at it. And they're arguing about something really tough. So then the just hops in the car. You know what I mean? Oh, spending out smoke all over the place. Yeah. The mom is cussing at him as he's going away. She gets in the car. Drives off. So this sounds like you was on a set of Snow in the Bluff or something. like Snow, right? <laughs> yeah. So then... um. Then we calmed her, the situation got calmed down. He comes back on the set like nothing happened, and we did the video. That's crazy. And man. I never spoke to him about it. I never said anything about it. I just said, it is what it is. You know what, though? You know what probably the most embarrassing thing about that story is? That's mom clocked him. I Could you imagine that. your mom? You yeah. swinging on your mom and missing? I know. And I'm an like, old woman? Yeah. Hitting you? <laughs> she, she called him. him. Be like, that's, that's crazy, yo, for <laughs> real. But on a serious, yeah, I ain't swinging at my mom's. My mom's <laughs> will beat me to death, even on my best day. I ain't even playing with her like that. For real. Hey, all right, so listen, real quick, man, we almost run out of time, Phil, with, I mean, uh, Juice, and I just want to um, I want to hit you with these questions for all the entrepreneurs out there, right? Like, how have you dealt with failure along this journey? Has there been, like, brick walls you hit or times that you felt that you felt and it was really hard for you to digest and have to push through? I think the biggest thing um, for me, I don't ever look at anything I've done as a failure. I look at the opportunity to learn more. Every yeah. time I have done something that didn't quite work out, it was an opportunity to learn and to go back, revisit it in a later video or later situation. So one of the things I think has been is just getting over that hump from being an independent director to getting that respect that we all want to have yeah. as a, um, you know, I mean, more of a commercial-based director. So the way I dealt with that was I just continued listening to God, Yeah. number one. But when I, had, when I felt like I was coming against that wall and I wasn't able to push through it, you know what I mean? I just look back and say, what can I do? Is it dress better? Is it be a better presentation? Is it do better job yeah. of sharing my ideas? Yeah. So I always kind of went back, researched, read books, read the Bible, did the practical things. And then by me doing that, I was able to improve so I can get better opportunities. Yeah. And then I found out, you know what I mean? Most of the stuff that I had to learn was just learning how to network better yeah. and better present my ideas. Most definitely. Most definitely. 20, yo. I call Juice 2020 also. It's all type of nicknames. You don't even know. It's my man from, from, from the longest, whatever. Yo, for real, Juice, we love you, bro, for real. I really appreciate you coming to the show. How can people keep up with you? Like, if they want to contact you, if there's people out there that need your services, and you do commercial work, anything with a camera, 
and you kill it all. So tell people how to get a hold of you. Yeah, the best way is go to the T H E Will Thomas dot com. You can see my work. There's a way of a contact page to contact me and have all my social media on there as well. Whole deal. Yeah, thewillthomas.com. Straight up. Yo, we in full effect. You know what I'm saying? It's the Ville Radio Show where we chilling like villains. You heard it here first. You know what I'm saying? 103.7 FM, 1320 AM, Pure Radio. Yo, Shirk, dog, you got a song, B? You ain't dropped one today. You know, actually I do. I've been listening to the song, and it's been like, I don't know what it is. You always hit us with something different, man, man. It's just in my head, and like the beat is amazing, and the lyrics are actually pretty cool too. So y'all know Kid Cudi, right? Yeah, yeah, we heard we, of Kid his Cudi. business is out there. Yeah, he's like depressed a lot. Yeah, and he's going through stuff, and I think he's depressed. Yeah, because I think he actually sees the world as a broken place. Yeah, but he doesn't have hope in anything. No, no. So yeah, if you yeah. actually see the world for what it is, you're depressed. Yeah. He has a song called Immortal that I'm going to be playing today, and it's just mind blowing to me. It's like. Uh, I'm going to talk about when we get back, but basically this is Kid Cudi, Immortal, and when I actually understand what he's saying, for me, I feel like... I am the smartest man alive! I tried to tell all my friends when I was a kid that I had powers, and nobody wanted to believe me. <laughs> all right.
going on? We back in full effect. This is your people right here. You know what I'm saying? The Ville Radio Show where we chilling like villains. 103.7 FM, Pure Radio, 1320 AM. Y'all just heard it here. That was my man Kid Cuddy. You know what I'm saying? Yo, I'm you old. always come with that different stuff, shirt. Yo, when he's talking about I got my lion heart and electric flowing through my brain, like what he doesn't know is his lion heart is the lion of Judah and that electric flowing through his brain. It's like, that's the Holy Spirit, man. And he doesn't realize it. Like, when I hear that song, like, I just want to live my life as if I actually believed we're immortal. Yeah. You know, like, that we actually are in eternity right now. As Christians, when you become a Christian, yeah, you're entering into eternity. It doesn't start when you die. Straight up. It actually starts when you become a Christian. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, if we actually lived in a way that we believe that, our whole life would be different. Most definitely, man. Yo, listen. I appreciate you always bringing that new, that, that that extra element, you know what I'm saying, to the to the table, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And uh, I enjoyed that myself. Man, listen, our time is running really, really slow, really short. Um, 20, I got to ask you this before we get off the air. What's your favorite video you've shot? I think my f- current favorite video right now, it could change next week, but right now I think it's Erica Mason moving on. That was an idea I had for several years. Yeah. And they would finally be able to pull it off. I was like, yes. So that's probably my favorite one right now. Word up, word up. Yeah, Erica's a dope artist. If y'all don't know about that Erica Mason, y'all got to check her out, for real. She's killer. She's out of Florida, too, right? Yeah, I'm Gainesville, Florida. No diggers. You know what? I, I got a favorite video that you shot, too. I think one of my favorite videos that you shot was the Social Club Cops video. Yeah, that was Because, like, you know, I'm a little impartial because it was shot inside of the Straight and Narrow store, and I've already said that, so, that on the show before or whatever, so I just keep trying to say it. But anyway, besides my arrogance that's attached to it, it's the fact that I honestly think, like, for them as artists and where they were in, the, in their career, number one, it was their best video. And I still feel it's their best video. Me too. Even though they're signed to a major. But, like, you hit it so on point for what they needed and who they, wo- they are identity-wise. And I just think you killed it with the footage. You know what I mean? And so, bro, you're an inspiration, my G. I'm happy to Thanks. call you my brother. And uh, I got one last thing for Straight up, hit Mr. it, bro. Juice. Mr. Juice, we got one minute left. Less than one minute. What's one thing you've always wanted to ask a white guy? Why are you killing my people? <laughs> uh, so answer, well, sure. So uh, particularly myself, I've never actually killed anybody. But I understand what you're saying. And huh? I'm going to have to hit that next time. That's a deep question. Oh, bro. don't try to wiggle it out now, well, shirt. Actually, the time is running real short. Stop killing time us. ain't running short, brother. We got plenty of time. No, we got the 20 seconds, so I got to stall for 20 seconds. No, nah, man. <laughs> the answer the man question, brother. Look him in the eyes and answer <laughs> his question. I got to go. I, I got to go. Yo. Uh-huh. Probably have to be something we uh come and talk back on another episode. But we've got to get out of here, you know. Bill Radio Show. We love y'all. What up, y'all? This is Amani, and you are now listening to the Bill Radio Show on Pure Radio.